Hey, you want to hear some great news? Hey everyone, welcome to the Stewardship of You. This is a Peak Energy Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Greg Gurley, and we spend time every week with leaders and experts learning how we can better steward ourselves, right? We're talking about our energy, our health, how do we mitigate stress, and how can we perform our best because it's difficult to do anything when you're low on energy, especially leading, right? And I say this every week, just a reminder, you owe it to those you lead and those you love to bring your best energy. And as a thank you, this episode is brought to you by Peak Energy Nutrition. Uh, You can use the code podcast uh, to get 10% off your entire order. Uh, Those are premium supplements to help busy leaders. Again, the code is podcast at peakenergynutrition.com. All right, let's get to today's episode. Honored and excited to have my good friend Joshua Simonette on the show today. After playing in the NFL, the the Redskins and the Dolphins, uh, also in NFL Europe, which that sounds awesome to me, uh, just hanging out in Europe playing football. Uh, He has spent the last almost uh, over 16 years now coaching, developing leaders, uh, speaking, consulting, uh, all matters of life, spirituality, uh, leadership, talent development, He's currently a teaching pastor at National Community Church uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And he's also now leading a nonprofit called the Blueprint Collective uh, in Baltimore. They're focused on disrupting the school to prison pipeline, doing some really uh, cool and innovative stuff, really inspiring to, to impact the youth there in Baltimore. He has been married for 17 years to Erica, and they have four kids, Jayla, Jocelyn, Isa, and Journey. And I can't believe how fast they're growing up because my wife used to photograph them when they were younger. And so, uh, Josh, welcome to the show, man. Hey, good to be with you, Greg. Uh, Excited uh, to share today. And yeah, this is an awesome privilege. Um, All right. So I want to jump in and just... uh, uh, we were joking before we started recording. I was like, hey, you know, we have a lot of different pastors and leaders on here. Ain't none of them played in the NFL. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I know some of them wanted to or dreamed of it. You know, it's like, I I mean, I, my dream was well, playing the NBA, man. but it didn't work out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the only thing I'll say about that is, um, you know, I had a couple of extended cups of coffee with the NFL. So it was cool. It wasn't all that glamorous. Um, I was cut about six or seven times. Um, you know, but it was it was fun, man, while it lasted. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's cool to, to talk to kids about now and show them my jersey and that sort of stuff. But nobody really cares for real. <laughs> well, now, so I'd love to. But tell us about like explain, because, again, you know, when, when you think of, you know, making it in the NFL or, you know, making it at that level, you know, I mean, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is like just the amount of work and the amount of effort. So I'm just, like. Talk to us about, again, talking about like your, just what did you have to do? What was required of you physically, like your health, your fitness, all that? What actually, what did it take to actually make a team? Like what what were you doing? Talk, tell us through that. Well, I I think there is, um, and and John Maxwell talks a lot about this idea of talent not being enough, you know? So there are a lot of people who have talent, a lot of people a lot more talented than me. But I, I think really the intangibles have to do with focus and discipline. And I mean, you, you know, you apply that to any aspect of whatever you're doing in life. If you don't have focus, you don't have discipline, you're going to get um, 
inconsistent results. You know, you may you may be able to, you know, hit it here or there. So for me, it was just coming from a small school in Tennessee, went to a school um, called Tennessee Tech. I was actually recruited and coached by uh, Mike Smith, who uh, ended up being the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. And, um, you know, I really give a lot of credit to Mike teaching me the game um, and was fortunate to just kind of have a coach at that level, um, you know, which was one double A at the time is FCS now. But um, yeah, for me, it was just about um, just this this focus and tenacity uh, and discipline that didn't make any sense because I didn't <laughs> I didn't have any scouts or like any real warm leads for the NFL. It was just like, hey, like people kind of know who I am. I've been an All American, you know, I've made All Conference that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to prepare myself as if. Um, I know it's going to happen. And, and so that's what I did. Um, I hadn't graduated. Well, I wasn't on track to graduate in the spring of my senior year. So I took as many credits as I could, um, you know, to get as close to graduating as I could. So I was, man, I was taking like 19 credit hours, um, you know, as, which was insane. But then I just came up with this schedule. Where I was like, okay, I'm going to get up at six in the morning. I'm going to hit the gym, work out. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to come back. Um, you know, I'm eat, take a nap, then hit the gym. I'm, I'm sorry, not the gym, hit uh, hit the field, do some drills. And I did that like four days a week. Uh, and it was literally like this routine every single day. And so uh, I've never forgotten that time in college. And I still try to, you know, live by routines, even though I have four kids and a wife. And so, yeah. There's other routines there. Right. <laughs> so then, all right. So then you go and so, so you don't get drafted. So then what happens? How do you, how do you actually make it on a team? What's walk, walk through that process. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and then the, so, and I, but I want to like get practical with me. I want to know like, what is the, I mean, I mean, you gotta be working out all the time. You're, I mean, you gotta be doing yeah. drills. I mean, the amount of practice, get, tell me, tell me that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good question because I, I often talk to people about um, just, just the reality of what that life looks like. And so um, I answered, I answered both. Um, the first in terms of like how you make a team. Well, first you have to be fortunate as an undrafted free agent, which for those who don't know what that means, you don't get drafted. Um, you have to, but there are, there are guys who get signed um, after the draft. These are players that some of the teams are interested in. Um, and you know, they, they're, they're bringing them on some of those guys, uh, you know, well, I should say a few of them, uh, you know, uh, make it most of them, you know, end up getting released, but you got to have just like a series of things to happen. So that's what I had. I had, I had a guy who was drafted at my same position in the fifth round. Um, that, that really peed me. I was a little bit upset about that, which that's a separate story, but I made him my first target. Um, so I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta outwork him. I gotta, um, you know, be at the facility before him. I've got to pick up things quicker than him. I've got to make more plays than him. So I, so then surpass him on the depth chart. Then I had a, a, a veteran in front of me who, man, he had been there for a long time, special teams stand out. That's what I need to do is try to make special teams. And I, I don't know how I'm going to leapfrog this guy. Cause and he and I developed a great relationship because I was just such a hard worker and I was asking questions. And then he tore his Achilles and golden opportunity. Like you don't want to see anybody get hurt. Um, but, you know, now I got I'm the next man up. I still got to perform. Well, it just so happened this guy liked me and was going to stay on as a um, I guess kind of like special assistant um, and uh, basically helped me make the team. 
um, and put me in a position as a veteran saying like, hey, do this, don't do this, like go here, like this is. So I just kind of fell into a sweet spot, man. Um, and it all worked out and I was able to make some plays. I was able to make a little bit of noise, get a little bit of notoriety. And then again, I give a ton of credit to Mike Smith I think really training me and teaching me and helping me understand the game mentally because it moves fast at that level. Um, the, the second question about uh, what, like the day in the life, Ooh, man, like it's, it's, it's a real job, man. I mean, you're getting up in the morning, you go into the facility, um, you're having meetings upon meetings upon meetings. Um, so there's usually a position group meeting. There's usually a team meeting. There's usually a special teams meeting. Then there's, there's practice. Um, there's treatment, you're working out. Then after practice, you're meeting again and you're watching the video of the practice you just had. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of grueling, man. So it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of minutia. I tell people, and, uh, we're literally like going over scenarios that have like a 0.2% chance of happening in the game, <laughs> but like, it's all covered, you know what I'm saying? Just in case it does. That's, that's, uh... I love that. I, I could geek out and ask a lot more questions there as a football fan, but also as, you know, someone that just cares so much about fitness and being healthy. And, you know, there's a lot of minutiae and it's one of those where I think that's where, man, that's, that is such a good description. Um, and that could, I think, cover a lot of kind of areas where you want to be great at something or right? talking about right. how do we steward ourselves? And a lot of that's just minutiae. It's just yeah. make, making the right decision over and over and over again and sometimes that seems boring <laughs> yeah but Greg, can i tell you what, what just and i'm glad you brought this up because i i think like it's the it's the commitment to the minutiae that i think really makes the difference because what you're trying to do if if we think about it um you know practically is all you're trying to do is evaluate and all you're trying to do is is gain an advantage, gain an edge. And you can't do that if you're not paying attention. And so that's all we're trying to do is pay attention to details, pay attention to little things. Um, hey, if something happens in a game or um, if you miss a block, you know, or something negative happens, you, you give extra attention to that because like, hey, somebody else saw that on other teams also. So they're going to try to exploit that, you know. So like you're, you're looking at your mistakes, you're looking at things you do well, I mean, all these different scenarios, but again, like as it relates to what we're talking about in your health and, and I think we got to be paying attention to, to stuff that's happening, how our body reacts, you know, um, what we put in our body, how much rest we're getting, like all these sorts of things. We need to be constantly evaluating. Um, that's how you get better. Yeah. So one of the ways people ask me all the time, like, Greg, what are you tracking at those things? Like, what are you looking at? So I track, I track my sleep religiously. Uh, I use the aura ring. I know a lot of folks that's kind of uh, have picked up on that. I've had it for God, probably a year and a half. I was an early adopter there, but uh, so it tracks my deep sleep, different rhythms, you know, um, respiratory rate, all this stuff. Well, interesting. So back in October, November, I did a 50 day, uh, we call it the fight 50 challenge. So for 50 days, we're going to fight to, to, to beat stress. And so there was a couple of different activities we were doing to try to lower stress. Well, one of those was no alcohol, no fried foods uh, oh, for 50 wow. days. And I mean, this is your football season. So that's like, what, <laughs> what, what were we thinking? Um, you know, but what was crazy though, is that uh, I was watching, I was comparing my deep sleep during that stretch to previous ones 
And when I could look back and I, I, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not a drink every day guy. I, I enjoy a drink every now and then give me an old fashioned, uh, shout out Josh Surratt if you're listening. Uh, uh, Josh, <laughs> um, he called me out on when we were talking. He's like, I think, you know, Greg, you probably like an old fashioned like me. I was like, Hey, I do, but thanks. Um, <laughs> but what was interesting though about tracking it was the, my deep sleep on days that I would drink would take a hit by 15, 20%. Someday. Wow. Wow. And then when I went and so, I mean, it was, and so it's like, it's one of those where I know if I have got something like important the next day, like, Hey, I really got to be on. Or if I've, you know, Hey, I'm not really rested really well for a few yep. days. I know that alcohol is going to, is going to ding me because uh, yeah. I'm tracking that. And sometimes it's not funny. You, got, you know, sometimes you don't want to make that decision, but it's like, Hey, you're, like you said, you're paying attention to those details. And so now, you know, right. This is going to actually impact my ability uh, right. next day. Right. Uh, hey, talk about, so, I mean, you're, you're working really hard. So sorry, we're, we're still back into football days for a second, but <laughs> we'll, we'll transition to, to yeah, present yeah, yeah. day. I promise. Cause you're doing some awesome it's, stuff. It's now. all relevant, man. It's, it's relevant. That stuff has never left me. So talk about though, the difference between the, the work, like the the workouts, the the running, the hitting, the tackling, the lifting, all that. Then with the recovery side, because you know what we see a lot, right? We see the, we see the, the 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 workouts again. We see you know we see the Rock posting videos, you know, in the Iron okay. Jungle. We don't see him, you know, with you know getting a massage or icing. I mean, maybe, maybe he's doing that, but you know, what I'm saying like the the work side of it is glamorized a whole lot more than the recovery side, but we know that the recovery, if not done right, that's where injury comes and, and sickness and those things. Yeah. Um, so, cause I've got, a, there's a second part to that question, but talk about like, what does yeah. that actually look like? Yeah. To- well, I tell you what, man, the recovery, well, just sports medicine in general, just the evolution of that over the years has been incredible. Um, I would say that um, athletes today have uh, been able to be bigger, faster, stronger, longer um, because of the evolution and the advances and gains in sports medicine. And so um, the recovery piece is so huge right now. And you're starting to see, um, you know, athletes like uh, from LeBron James all the way down to just, you know, the the rookie free agent, um, unheralded guys like myself, um, well, used to be like myself, um, you know, understanding that they have to invest time into recovery. So you're seeing all types of different therapy that people are doing. Um, you know, back when I was playing, you, you had the evolution or the new thing was like the hyperbaric chambers, um, that people were sleeping in, um, to get their body temperature, right. To have right levels of oxygen, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's huge. It's it's it makes all the difference. And um, honestly, if you're going to be able to, to per, if you're going to be able to perform at a high level um, week in and week out, you you got to be at peak performance. And you can't do that if your body isn't rested, if it isn't healed. And so there's a lot of times, and a lot of time you spend in the training room. Guys are like literally, Greg. I mean, investing six figures in in recovery. I mean, the guys that have it, they're literally, they have teams, they have, you know, people working with them. Like they're literally spending six figures just to take care of their body for, you know, a six month stretch so that they can be, you know, at their, at their optimum, um, you know, uh, 
or peak performance. So um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's a whole it's it's a whole industry now that didn't really exist the, back then the way that it exists right now. And so again, people, if you're listening as a busy leader, so you're not playing in the NFL. But what Josh is saying is so true right now as a leader, if you are just working, working, working and aren't investing in your rest and recovery, there is no way you can be maximizing leading at peak potential. You just can't be. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and, you know, what's also interesting, too, is um, the sports medicine and the research is also helping coaches understand how, matter of fact, you know what, let me just tell you this story. So, so like a couple of years ago, I become a huge Jim Harbaugh fan. And um, the, the, the reason why, um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Harbaugh fan is, uh, you know, I uh, had a chance to go to um, um, the uh, Ravens facility. And wait, that's the right Harbaugh, right? Hmm. Um, Jim's, no. a, Jim's, Jim's in Michigan. Jim's in okay. Michigan. Um, his brother. Um, what, what, why am I drawing a blank? Um, What's his name? Uh, great. Uh, I'm st- I'm, I'm anyway, I- Harbaugh, who coaches the, the Ravens, <laughs> right? Um, so, um, not not the Michigan Harbaugh, but but the Ravens Harbaugh. So so man, I had a chance opening training camp is I think it's uh, Lamar Jackson's rookie year, and um, uh, a friend of mine was speaking uh, to the opening to the to the team the opening day um, of of the camp. Uh, matter of fact, Mark Batterson, best, uh, best selling author was speaking to the team. So I went with Mark and we're hanging out and Harbaugh, like literally after the team meeting, they're all in, you know, their position group meetings. He literally walked around with me, Mark and one other guy and just like gave us a tour of the facility. He's asking us all these questions, which was pretty weird and unique. Cause I'm like, Hey, coaches don't do this kind of stuff. This is not normal. But what really struck me though, was all of the things that he showed us that they were doing to help take care of players' bodies Hmm. and the things that they were paying attention to so that they could put their players in the best situation to be successful. One example is they had these machines where like literally they could, they would put certain things on you, have you jump up and down. They would have you like turn your body a certain way. They would have you do certain movements and the computers would, um, would, would track, your movements and tell you where you were susceptible to injury and then what you needed to do to help prevent that injury. So just like that ring you're talking about, you're wearing, you know, when you're asleep and that sort of stuff, you know, they're doing this stuff for the guy's entire body um, based on the movements and the position that they play in different things to make sure that they are uh, aware of what they're susceptible to um, so that they, they can then prevent it um, and then also, you know, uh, strengthen it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. John Harbaugh, that's his name, man. Come <laughs> on, man. My bad, John. If you ever listen to this podcast, my bad. It's John. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big John Harbaugh fan right now. Oh, um, yeah. Well, again, I think it's the we were talking about earlier before we started recording, right? Is that unfortunately there's been a long run of the myth that quantity of hours is the most important marker that we're you know checking versus right. the quality right? right and so the recovery and, and and actually seeing like hey you know what maybe the best thing for you is not to go to that meeting or not to spend an hour writing it might be to go sleep or maybe you need to eat something i mean right. there's all these things that again the the the, the quality 
really should be the driver that we're looking for. Right. Um, you know, and it's not one of those where, Hey, you know, it's not a four hour work week deal, right? Or, Hey, if I can just get everything done in four hours, it's like, no, but if you're not getting quality work done, you're right. not doing yourself a favor and you're not right. doing those that you lead a favor. It's like they're getting a, you know, a half version uh, right. of that. Um, right. All right. So talk about what's it like for you now? Um, Cause she, by the way, you still look like you could play in the NFL. Like, I look at you. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, dude, it's like a I, don't, years ago. I don't feel like it though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you, you could still strap it on and go, uh, go hit somebody. Uh, Maybe I, I might last three plays, man. <laughs> So what's that look like now yeah. as far as for you, you're leading, right? You got yeah. new ministry, you're teaching, you got yeah. four kids, wife, uh, you know, other stuff. I know you do it. You're very active in, in, in DC and Baltimore in the city yeah. doing other things. You got a lot going on. So now how do you, what does the commitment for health and fitness look like for you now with all of that? Yeah. And I'm going to just keep it real with everybody, you know, um, because life is life and, you know, stuff happens. And yeah, I've had a chance to, you know, do some cool things. And, you know, man, I used to train and eat and all that stuff for a living. Um, But I think right now I've tried to nail down just a couple of priorities for me that are really um, just staples. And then I try to build everything else around that. Um, so the number one thing for me is sleep. I mean, at the end of the day, like, and, and, and I need to probably, Greg, I probably need to, to invest, um, in, uh, just a couple of tools to help me track that. Um, I am a good sleeper and, you know, I've been able to, but it will be cool to kind of look at the data. I haven't, I haven't really transitioned into that. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that as a next step in 2021, but sleeping is like a big deal. As a matter of fact, it's such a big deal. My wife and I have gotten into like some disputes about it um, because she is a night person and I'm a morning person. So, bro, like once it gets to a certain point, I'm ready to shut it down, you know. And so she's like feeling like she's ramping up and I'm, you know, my cup is like on low. And so um, I uh, we, we've gotten we've gotten into a couple of, uh, you know, disputes about, uh, you know, sleep and me just like, Hey, listen, I got to sleep. You know, I need to, you know, be sleep at a certain time. You know, I, I get up at a certain, and I think part of that too is also paying attention to when I'm at my best. And I know I'm at my best before noon. Like that's, that's when I'm at my best. And I'm like, man, I hit the ground ready to roll, you know, um, you know, six in the morning, you know, I'm, if I, if I slept well, Hey, I'm good, man. And, and sometimes I would even back it up, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes earlier. I know I really need to like sit down and write or study or whatever the case may be. So I would say sleep um, is a big one. And then um, just consistent um, body movement in terms of my activity. Um, I have a friend of mine now that uh, I work out with and, you know, uh, he's got three kids. So we, we try to get it in where we can, but at least there's, there's that consistency there. And then I, I would say a bonus one that I forgot would be um, I just try to create what I call headspace. And some people do this through um, meditation, mindfulness, prayer, you know, whatever. For me, like, I just need to make sure I can step outside and take a walk for a minute, you know, or I can sit in front of my fire pit right now. It's cold outside. Um, And just like no phone, you know, nothing. And just kind of sit there and just kind of take a deep breath. So those are, those are huge uh, things for me right now. The, uh, 
have you seen the i think it's called the power of when if i if i'm if i'm remembering it correctly the there's a, a sleep researcher that has looked at what he calls the sleep chronotypes and so has okay. identified four different chronotypes in your dna that okay. basically um it, it, it's not it's not a lock but basically you you are you are more genetically um I guess geared, you know, to basically your your circadian rhythm is it can be different, right? So, right. or at least kind of shifted, right? So you've got you got like the the morning folks, then you've got the the night owls, you got the early mornings, the night owls, and you've got you know basically people that can kind of go back and forth, right, between the two depending on it. But he's I mean he's looked at it again from a genetic level of you know you've got you're wired differently, you know, and right. so like for years, you know, this was a point of tension for me and and co-workers if some of them from old co-workers are listening of man i like the early meetings like let's get creative and yeah. they're like man if it's before like 1 p.m like i'm you know like i'm i'm just kind of waking up and i'm like yeah. no like be an early person yeah like, oh actually man no it's not you actually and so right. like with marriages too but from right. a team dynamic i think it'd be really interesting is again if you're looking at peak performance right you know from a leadership and from a team's perspective putting people with different sleep chronotypes, you know, and forcing them say, Hey, we need you at your best at 5. PM. I'm not at my best at 5. PM. Right. Man, that's not, right. that's not when I do creative work. Right? right. That's when I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm paying bills and checking emails at that point. Cause I, my, my creative work is in the morning. Right. Right. And, and so this, this study you're talking about, is this something like you can, you can figure that out for yourself? They, actually, you can... they have a, they have a test that you can oh, okay. do. Like yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's like I, a, uh, I'll have to, I'll send you, I'll find the link or something, but yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I love something. it. I think it's called hey, one, the power of win. I think is what it's called. One other thing that I forgot was um, I try to eat light too throughout the day. Um, like for me, because I found that, um, and I forget who was talking about this. Um, maybe like Gary B or somebody um, was talking about uh, eating. But uh, you know, when you like eat these big meals, it just man, it just makes you sluggish. And so I try to eat light, um, and I probably eat. Oh man, um, anywhere from like four to six times a day, um, but I'm I'm usually eating, you know, like really um, a much smaller meals. I, you know, I'm trying to be mindful of my portions um, so that I can burn the food up quickly. And um, I've always been a breakfast person, so it gets my metabolism going. And you know, there are guys my age who are like, man, like how do you how do you eat like that? And I'm like, man, I think I've trained my my metabolism to be a fat burning, you know, kind of metabolism. And I mean, people look at me and they're like, man, you must still work out like crazy. I don't like, I, I just, you know, I don't eat crazy. I can eat a lot better. Now don't let me, don't let me like make it seem like I'm just, you know, no, I can eat a lot better. But one of the things that I've concentrated on is just my portions and making sure that I'm, I'm eating light. So I'm not, I'm not feeling bogged down. Yeah, you can you can definitely get slow after a meal. <laughs> For sure. uh, I mean, and also, I mean, eating late is the thing that affects your sleep, right? So that's where, um, right. you know, one of the things people are like, you know, Greg, where's the stuff I can do to improve my sleep? I'm like, man, don't eat two hours before you go to bed. Like nothing. Don't eat one little nibble of the brownie. It's not. It's not. It's that's not just for the calories and the sugar. Right. <clears throat> it's just the what the process of digestion and eating does. It stops your body from getting into sleep mode really well. Right. Um, so like that's, that's one of the easiest kind of free things you can do. 
Right. Um, and I was gonna say, yeah, me and you have had some really good burgers up in DC. So uh, yeah, um, man. Hey, good stuff, burgers, man. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had some good ones. Yeah, um, sure. All right. So one of the things I think with leaders, right, they're always dealing with stress, right? Yep. I think it's just part of the job, right? Yep. What's your view on like stress and 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 how do you handle it personally? That's a good question, man. I mean, I think first of all, you know, there there is some there is some positive stress, you know. So like, you know, we we do need to be um, stretched uh, and stressed in in positive ways um, because that helps us grow. Um, I, I'm assuming that a lot of what you're talking about would just be that unhealthy stress um, that comes along with leading at a high level um, that produces anxiety. Uh, may even be depression inducing or or any of these kind of effects that um, you know have have just wreak havoc upon us. Um, I, I think for me, I have just found that if I can create space, I talked about this earlier. Um, if I can just create space for me, I am I I tend to be cerebral. Um, I'm also an introvert, and so there's always a lot of internal processing going on for me, and so like. I need to do something active usually, um, and I need to create space. So a lot of times I will set up my day um, or break it up with with active things. Like I'll literally have a couple of meetings um, scheduled. Um, you know, right now I'm doing those things virtually like most of us. But then um, in between that, I'm like, okay, hey, I need to go move this wood or I need to go like, um, you know, drop this stuff off at, you know, the recycling center or like, you know, I mean, it could be like literally any, that sounds crazy, but like my wife will tell you, I, I schedule it that way because it, it, it gives me an intentional break away from what I'm doing, what I'm thinking about. And if I stay in my office, if I stay in the, com- uh, you know, in front of the computer or whatnot, like my mind is going to be on it. So I need to literally unplug. And I would say like, for me, that's always been helpful is to, is to unplug. Um, I mean, there have been times too, like, I will intentionally schedule an early shower um, to say like, you know what, I'm just going to go jump in the shower because the water just does something to my mind just to, you know, like, and then I come out and I feel like, okay, I'm good. Like I can, I can breathe a little bit. I feel better. And, you know, we all have different things. So we just have to pay attention, I think, to the things that kind of give us that relief. And those are the things for me. I take a walk, you know, I do active things. Um, you know, I, I give myself this kind of mental space. Um, or, you know, I'll take a shower and, you know, on some rare occasions, I would take a nap, uh, you know, a quick nap. So. Need one of those, <clears throat> need one of those hyperbaric chambers is what we uh, need. Um, <laughs> you know what, man? I can never really get with those things, man, because I'm not a back sleeper. Like, you got to okay. sleep on your back, you know? So, like, yeah, I don't sleep on my back. So, that, that just wasn't going to be my thing, man. <laughs> um, so, when it, comes to, when it comes to stress and just, again, I mean, we all obviously deal with it in certain ways and it seems like some people can handle it more maybe they hide it better i don't know if that maybe that's a better they, they hide it better but what does it look you as a leader what do you do when you see stress in like your team those you're leading or teammates you see man stress is uh, you know they're clearly something something's going on here like what is your role what is your view as a leader to help with that well, first of all, Greg, I mean, another great question. I mean, I think we need to be healthy enough as leaders and we need to be in a good enough space to where we can see that and we can sense that. Sometimes we can't even sense and see um, that there is stress on our team until the bottom falls out, you know? And so like, 
one of the key things that I think you're doing, which is great, and and how you're trying to help leaders is, you know, it's really incumbent upon us to to um, kind of see things from a higher level and be able to discern what's happening. We can't do that if we're not in a healthy place, if we're not, you know, taking care of ourselves and managing, you know, our stress levels. So that that would be key first before we before we even get to what you're asking. But just to your question, I think um, uh, pulling people aside and just just asking them how they're doing. Um, like you, you would be amazed at just like that question, like, like, how are you doing? And, and, you know, you're going to get the, uh, you know, I'm fine. Everything's cool. Like, okay, that's, that's good. But how are you really doing? Or what's, what's going, because I noticed this, this, and this, and I don't want to assume that it's because other stuff is going on, but I'm just asking because I want to see, I want to make sure that you're okay. And that you, and, and one that shows your team that you see them, that you, you understand that, you know, that there are things going on around them and, um, even if they're not 100% forthcoming, um, you're you're at least hopefully creating um, credibility or establishing credibility, and you keep doing those things, and they start to realize like, okay, well, I can't open up and I can't share, you know, what's going on with me. And so I, I think, how are you doing? Um, hey, I'm I'm noticing this, um, and then sometimes not even um, asking those questions, but just saying like, hey, okay, you know what? Um, One o'clock today, we're shutting this down. Um, you guys just, you know, take a break, come back tomorrow, whatever. If you if you can do things like that, um, would be helpful or, you know, just some sort of uh, a way to kind of uh, uh, break it up a little bit and create moments where people can just like breathe and just just, just take a break. But I was I will say, man, like organizations, you know, they are um, impacted and influenced by the leader. So whatever you're doing, however you're handling yours, like, so if you're not taking breaks and, you know, you're you're grinding the ax, you know, um, as hard as you can, um, you know, your your team is, is likely going to be doing, um, you know, falling into the same role. Um, so they're going to take their cue from you. And so that's why I think modeling and taking care of ourselves, you know, goes much further than we think it does because people are watching us. Yeah, that's definitely one one thing I, I picked up on in my time in D.C. Um, was the leader of our organization, just how he protected his family time of travel. And, you know, it was when we had moved there, we had we just had we had we had babies. Uh, and so I was able to see that example and model that and say, hey, heck, the leader of the organization is only going to be gone six times a month, six nights a month. And right me that's way down the food chain, you know, you know, Mr. Uh, to use yours, I wasn't, you know, an undrafted, you know, free agent at that point. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if then I can do that too. That's how I, I kind of took my cues from that. Um, but I think that's, I think you're right there. If, if, if leaders can set that, that, the, really that pace, right. you know, one, one thing that's concerning sometimes though, you'll see sometimes organizations are kind of set up where, the leader gets that the leader gets yeah. the rest and the breaks yeah, at the, yeah. ex, at the expense of the team. Yes. You know, and that's, that's a dang, that's, that's just selfish. Honestly, let's just call it what it is, Absolutely. you know? And so that's something, if you find yourself in that situation, if, if you can't get rest because you're having to do stuff constantly so that others can, right. I'm just thinking that's not a sustainable place you want to be. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. I was actually just, you were reading my mind because I was actually thinking that before you said it, that, that, you know, that is the case in a lot of instances where the leader, you know, gets those perks and gets those benefits. But listen, leadership is, 
we 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 talk about it in all of these glamorous terms, um, and and people aspire to, um, I think what what they feel like are the perks and benefits of leading at a high level, but man, leadership is is like just taking care of people, man. Like <laughs> that's literally what it is. It's taking is like setting the vision. It's it's you know um, making sure and being being the the one that's responsible for you know stuff happening and getting done, but you got to protect your people. You got to take care of them. Like that is a stewardship issue. I know we're talking about the stewardship of stewardship of you. Um, and, and the, the, the greater, um, stewardship you have of you, like the greater stewardship you can have of your people. So like, you gotta take care of those folks. And if you take care of them, like you want to talk about, um, just exponential productivity, like it's nothing that will influence that better than you taking care of them for sure. Yeah. Hey, what do you, how do you recover from like a, a really busy season? So, you know, whether it's, you know, launching a nonprofit or, you know, thinking like holiday seasons for, for pastors and churches typically are just crazy. So what is it like for you to, 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 to recover from a stretch like that? Um, well, I think being married to the right person helps. Um, <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest, I'm, I think I'm not really that great at that, um, to be quite honest. But um, my wife is she's wired opposite of me. She's um, she's very she's she's definitely a lot more laid back um, in, in certain ways than I am. And so, you know, she'll remind me that I need to rest, you know, that I need to chill out, you know, that I need to, you know, just just um, just take some some time off. And so she encourages me and helps me to do that. I think the the older that I get. Um, the, just the more I realize that I just, I can't roll like I used to. Um, so I, I, I'm just trying to be as aware and as mindful, um, as I can. Um, but I, I think that if I'm being just completely honest, I need to do a better job of, um, creating extended time. Like, cause sometimes, you know, we'll take a day, you know, we take a half day. That's, it's not really enough, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm not as good, um, you know, coming out of, uh, coming out of busy seasons, but fortunately my wife is, and she'll just say in a minute, like, no, you don't need to go do that. Like you just need to go, <laughs> like, you need to go like do something else. And I do like, I listen to it. So, Hey, the, what I'm saying is have people in your life that could just shut you down. No. And you know what? Let me just say this, Greg. I think this is, this is really, really key now that I think about it. Because outside of outside of our spouses or significant others, like I do think we need to have people in our lives that we give keys to and give permission to shut us down or to just tell us like, no, you don't need to do that. You need to go over here and sit yourself down. You know, <laughs> um, I think that's hugely important. I do have a couple of those um, outside of my wife as well. So I think, again, I can be better personally, but, you know, I've kind of helped protecting myself with just the people I have, um, I've given license to, um, you know, to help me say, Hey, no, I, I don't, I'm not sure that's a good idea right now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Give, give people keys. I love that. Uh, and so needed, especially, you know, what 2020 has been like. And if someone's listening to this episode in, in the future and it's not 2020 and you forgot what 2020 was like, just <laughs> look, look it up on Wikipedia. Uh, that's so, so important. So, hey, Josh, you've been around a lot of, I mean, a lot of leaders uh, yep. in your day. Curious, 
what are some of like maybe the habits or, you know, things that you kind of picked up or maybe borrowed or emulated from folks saying, Hey, that's a really like, they're doing something that's helping them get where I, I want to get to anything come to mind. Yeah. You know, I, I think I've been really inspired by leaders who I consider to be investors. Um, you know, people who are um, intentional about who they invest in and how they invest. Um, and, you know, it. I have seen and benefited over the years from people who um, have um, really given me more than they needed to, um, maybe even should have given me, whether that be time, whether that be resources, whether that be opportunity. Um, and it's, it, they've invested, you know? And so um, I have tried to, to do the same thing to those who, who are around me and those who I've, who I, whose paths I've come across is figure out, man, how can I invest? How can I make, help make them better? What are their goals? What, what, what are some things that they want to do that maybe I can help, help with? You know, is that introducing them to someone? Is that, you know, some coaching? Is that like, hey, you know, just come hang with our family um, and just, you know, um, be in my world for a little bit or whatever. So I, I, I think that's probably one of the number one things that I've seen. And I, I think these are leaders who I consider to have a high humility quotient. And what I mean by that is these are not people who are really thinking um, more about themselves than they should. These are people who are, um, you know, not thinking that their stuff doesn't stink or that they don't, you know, make mistakes or that they, you know, somehow are the best thing since sliced bread. No, these are people who have like literally accomplished significant things or like what I call ballers, but they, they, they see others and want to help make others better. And, and are literally taking the things that, um, you know, they could just kind of sit back on and, and, and gloat about and, and point to, and they're literally taking those things and saying, Hey, like, I want to give some of this to you. I want to like, invest this into you or I want to help you, you know, accomplish your goals as well. So that that's probably the number one thing I would say. Love it. All right. Last and my favorite, my favorite uh, question to ask everyone yeah. that com comes on the show. Cause we're, again, we're talking about how do you stay healthy? How do you okay. steward yourself? How do you do this? But now it's, it's time to come clean. What's yeah. your most guilty, unhealthy, or what's your most unhealthy, guilty pleasure? Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not sure I could pin that down because, I, you know, there are probably a few of them, but, <laughs> but, 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 but the few are all related to this one thing, man. I, you know, I just love sweets, man. Like, I was going to say, I was sensing cheesecake. I felt like oh, cheesecake bro, was about like, to come to the forefront. <laughs> man, it's, it's like, whoo, man, it's, if if anything is gonna take me down, man, it might be some pound cake, you know, it might be some some peach cobbler. You know, I'm from the south, man. So like, you know, all that stuff, that's just that's a way of life, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what you do. Matter of fact, I had some banana pudding last night. <laughs> so I mean I'm <laughs> I'm constantly it, I'm constantly trying to limit those things. Um you know, as much as I can, uh, it's, it's a struggle though, man. So, so yeah, like I said, it's probably, it's a few guilty pleasures, but they all are kind of related to that, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I saw someone post the other day. It says, why are we making 
Or he said something like, we don't make gingerbread houses. We don't decorate gingerbread houses at our, our house. We decorate pound cakes. We're serious. <laughs> yes. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, you know what? Hey, I just want y'all to know that, um, you know, uh, I have a pound cake in the freezer right now. Um, <laughs> just waiting for the next opportunity, uh, which is whenever my wife says we can, um, we can thaw it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Josh, man, hey, thanks so much for joining us, for sharing. Man, you're an inspiration um, for so long. have been a good friend and, and, and glad people can, can learn from you. Hey, where can people find you? Where can they stay in touch with all that you're doing? Yeah, um, so I'm on Instagram. There are a couple of accounts. Um, my my personal Instagram is um, at jmsimonette. That's S Y M O N E T T E uh, on Instagram, jmsimonette. And then um, our nonprofit that we started in Baltimore called Blueprint uh, is at your blueprint, and Blueprint has no e in it, so it's B L U P R I N T. So at your Y O U R. Um, and then B-L-U-P-R-I-N-T. Awesome. Well, hey, man, hey, keep up the great work. Again, you're, you're impacting so many folks, uh, especially uh, that family that you're leading and all those kids in Baltimore. So I appreciate you, and we'll definitely have to have you on again soon. For sure, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would share it with your friends. And if you really enjoyed it, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening, that would be a huge help so that other leaders can find us and learn more about what we're learning about. And don't forget, you can get 10% off your entire order at peakenergynutrition.com with the code PODCAST, 10% off your entire order. And remember... You owe it to those that you lead and to those that you love to bring your best energy. We'll see you next time.